Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Boy, that's not accurate. Pat Gray is not here. You're actually tuned in to an episode of Survivor Dallas. So thank you for making time. Uh, I am uh, Keith Malinak. Uh, you might uh, notice that neither Pat nor Jeffy are here today. They, uh, they have caught the COVID-19. So uh, that's pretty much accurate. Uh, Eric July and Jill Savage have joined me. Thanks for coming in last no uh, late notice here. Uh, of course, I wouldn't have missed it. Uh, tell you what, man, it's uh, it's going around. It's pretty much everywhere, and um, you know, prayers to you and your family if you guys are going through it as well. Um, prayers to Pat and Jeffy and anybody that's uh, suffering. Uh, you know, I had it in December of 2020. It was not pleasant. You actually were a trendsetter, Jill Savage. Um, I know that uh, on my podcast, At The Mic, where you were guest number 71, Eric July was guest number 50, by the way. Um, new episodes drop later this week. But you actually, you're you're 100% positive, right? That, that you caught... Without a doubt. Before it was even in the news. Well, and I look just like Jeffy, so I don't know what you're talking about. I get that all the time. Everybody <laughs> says, oh, look at that. Look at that right. girl over here. A lot a lot like Jeffy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, in the Czech Republic for a hockey tournament in December of 2019, January 2020, and mm. uh, came mm. down with it. And yeah. everybody's like, oh, you, you don't... You don't have anything, you know, you're not, you're negative for everything, right? It's probably just some virus and it'll go away on its own. Mm -hmm. And then, and then what? Little did we know. Yeah. And people said that, well, it wasn't even in the news until then, which just shows you how much everyone believes everything they hear in the news media. Um, Yeah. They were telling me I didn't, like all my friends are like, oh, there's no way you couldn't have had it. It wasn't here yet. And I was like, well, first of all, I was also in Europe. I wasn't here (laughs) yet. So even if it wasn't here, Mm -hmm. that didn't negate the fact that I would have had it. And then they're like, oh, but are you sure? And I was like, (laughs) you read the symptoms, people. I'm pretty sure. That's right. By the way, if if you'd like to um, uh, check these guys out on Twitter, Eric D. July. And Jill underscore Savage. Correct. Right. Okay, cool. I got that uh, right. So, I know Jill is a big football fan. I'm a big football fan. Eric, just give us a moment here while we discuss, please, last night's ridiculous Chargers-Raiders game, uh, the season finale for the NFL. And uh, was that not the most ridiculous ending to a football game you've ever seen in your life? It is. Also, the fact that it was like, you know, we, we get the text message, Eric and I, to, to come on in and, and all that. So I'm like, all right, I got to go to bed early, get some uh-huh. sleep, got to wake up early. And then the NFL on the uh-huh. same time was like, ha! Isn't it fun not having any sleep under your belt? Joke's on you. Uh, right? We're going to put the most epic game mm-hmm. in the first ever week, 18 of the NFL right. season, and we're going to say all week long leading into it, right. hey, if these two teams exactly. tie, exactly. Exactly. This then was this crazy scenario happens. This the most ridiculous scenario that could have happened that we always talk about, blah, blah, blah. It actually happened last night where the buildup was if these two teams tie, the Chargers and Raiders, then somehow if things happen during the day, which... Also, were ridiculous. The, the fact that the Jaguars beat the Jaguars Colts, beat the Colts, right? So, that shouldn't have happened. So the Steelers then—that's embarrassing. They get into the playoffs as long as the Chargers and Raiders don't tie last night. And after the most epic comeback by the Chargers, it then goes into overtime, and then un- until the very end, it was still tied. 
And the Chargers decided, let's call a timeout, pulling a Falcons, by the way, in doing so. So instead of just letting the Raiders run out the clock like they were trying to do, the Raiders were compelled to kick a field goal with two seconds left and won yeah, the game. From the two-minute warning, right? the Raiders were just running just the ball. Run. And and not trying. They were just out there. Running up the middle. Just Let's just, we'll, let's just we'll, go We'll see ahead. in the playoffs, Chargers. I don't know what'll happen if we just run the ball three yards each right? time. Like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. So inexplicably, the Chargers call timeout. The Raiders now have to kick a field goal. Raiders win. They go to the playoffs. Steelers go to the playoffs. Chargers go home. Wow, that was some drama. (sighs) Some sad news over the weekend. Uh, It was discovered in a hotel room in Orlando that Bob Saget had died. And it's heartbreaking. The guy, I mean, this, this, uh, I tell you, I mean, if, if it's not Full House, it's America's Funniest Home Videos. I mean, this was my childhood right here. And 65 years old, man, that is young. Just I, and you know, I mean, the elephant in the room is what's the first thing you think of when you hear no drugs, no foul play suspected. Well, gee, what's everybody saying on social media? Was he vaxxed? Was he boosted? It's a it's a shame that our brains go there, but I think it's a reasonable. Question, because there's been a lot of this happening. Yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind when I see, and and he's tweeting out, like, here are my shows for 2022, and everybody's like, oh, this is sudden and out of nowhere, right? I think it's it's the sudden and out of nowhere aspect that really lends people to believe, like, uh, well, let's let's start asking some of these questions. And and maybe it's true, maybe it's not. We don't know yet, but it's it's the first thing for sure that my mind goes to. Yeah, And I have to. Yeah, have to. I mean, it's again, like you said, it's the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Guy had a show the day before, was tweeting about it and everything, saying how good he felt. He said something along the lines of uh, that he's addicted to, you know, basically being a comedian again, um, and it felt good. And then, yeah, we just hear that he's passed. No foul play, no drug usage or anything like that. So yeah, your mind's gonna wonder exactly to you know that. I mean, because there's been sort of adverse effects, I know that people don't want to talk about it, um, even though they're there, which is kind of kind of weird. I mean, we kind of discussed it a little bit off air with what's happening with uh, particularly uh, footballers around the world. Um, we call them soccer players. Right. I was yeah. going to say, welcome well, to America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody else, now you, you tell yeah. them that they're going right. to be ready to fist fight. <laughs> um, but... You know, this is not normal stuff. But the fact that we even have to tiptoe around it, I think, kind of speaks to the issue, the larger issue there, that we can't even honestly discuss it because of fear of being some sort of persecution or, you know, because no medical misinformation no. or something but like Eric, that. But Eric, what stupid. have we learned, right? That it, any anything that's labeled misinformation, there's now just a window of time. We can start the clock now. <laughs> And in anywhere from six months to two years, this is going to be an acceptable topic to talk about. And it won't be, oh, of course, that's not misinformation. That's just the truth. We all know it. We all know it to be true. What are you what are you you saying? And that's actually that that's that's exactly what they did with the vaccine itself. Right. They said, well, we never said, you know what? In fact, we've got a this montage. I, I don't know. We played it last week. I don't know if I sent it in again. But we need to re-air that at some point where it's a refresher. In fact, it's pinned to the top of my uh, profile page there on Twitter, at Keith Malinak. If you need to share it with your friends who are like, 
The vaccine was never supposed to stop COVID. What do you mean? And by the way, the fact that we're even discussing this is going to ban this show from YouTube. It's going to keep it off. Uh, <laughs> but to your point, Eric, so they they try to go back and change history and say like, oh no no no, absolutely. I mean, it, at, at no point was the was the vaccine supposed to stop the the virus. It was only supposed to you know mitigate some of the the symptoms and 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 make it less transmissible no that's not how you sold it so stop so is exactly right they're now they're at some point they're going to change their tune on this well you think they ever would actually think of the liability involved if they ever did actually say that the vaccine had some that's i don't know i don't think that's ever gonna happen do you i could i mean it's look Dr. Michelle Walensky, and this was back in, what was that? I want to say March, the 31st, if I'm not mistaken, was the exact date. Of Went 2020? On 2021. Okay. So it was when the vaccines were being rolled out. And she said, I believe the exact quote is, the people that were getting this vaccination weren't catching the virus and weren't getting sick. I think those were the exact it might be used. in that montage, actually. Um, and then in August, she says, well, what we do know now is that it doesn't stop um, transmission. And unfortunately, a lot of people have clung to your point to the lie that that was never presented. It was always presented as a symptom mitigator, which, again, is false. They wouldn't have even got the uh, the emergency authorization um, unless they had presented it as, well, it's it's going to uh, prevent free people from catching it all together. And now they've pivoted on this. Um, it looks like finally we're going to start to get some more information as well about, you know, whether it be people dying of COVID or with it versus from it um, and, and starting to be a little more honest and transparent about that. And I know the UK kind of started re- revising numbers a while back. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. That that's the the distinction between from COVID and with COVID. By the way, we have that montage of our health professionals, our leaders, telling us what to expect when the vaccine finally comes to save us. Watch this. During 2021, we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines, and and that vaccine uh, key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up, so that you get almost no almost no. Uh, infection going on whatsoever. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now we know that the vaccines yeah. work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host. Props to Rachel Maddow for going all in, though. That means all in. Vaccines will get us to the end of this. Anything essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore. If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, 
for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. I think given the country as a whole, the fact that we have now about 50% of adults fully vaccinated and about 62% of adults having received at least one dose as a nation, I, I'm, I feel fairly certain you're not going to see the kind of surges we've seen in the past. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be in an ICU unit and you're not going to die. You're OK. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably get flagged on YouTube for misinformation just for for all the stuff that was said there. Well, no, in a world that made sense. Yeah, no, that, I mean, yeah, that those, if it made sense, yeah, you'd get flagged for medical misinformation for saying all of those. Um, but that's not, fortunately, the case um, because, and it's like, with definitely with like YouTube, you know, who I've dealt with many, many times when it comes to striking medical misinformation. Uh, somehow I've managed to beat them twice. Um, and they've had to remove my deals because I'm referring directly to the WHO. A lot of people don't know that. It's like it's it's coded. It's weird the way they word it in terms of what they deem as medical misinformation. Um, and, and it's not necessarily saying something that is. Well, I guess more precisely, it's the WHO and, and that crooked organization is who <laughs> they're referring to. And that you you can't really say anything to the contrary of what they have come out and said. So oftentimes a lot of people were getting flagged for medical misinformation, looking at like some of these rates, be it death rates and all that. And Johnny Anitas had posted, he's one of the few non-hack epidemiologists, had posted the like the IFR, the infective fatality rate being basically in the point O's um, a long time ago. WHO, it was on on their bulletin. So I would always refer to that. And obviously that was what got me flagged because they act like I was making it up. I'm like, no, no, no. It's right there. It's mm-hmm. that's to the organization you told us to listen to. They 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 tell you what what this rate is, and it's not what they maybe say right. that it is. The uh the other guys, but you know, considering that the the IFR is where it's at, you can't say someone's spreading misinformation. Right, and and if you don't find it. what you want at the WHO or the CDC, National mm-hmm. Institute of Health websites, you just wait a few weeks. They're gonna change the information anyhow, and then and then you can still be able to point to them to support your argument. Hey, I want to take a moment to um, talk to you about real estate agents I trust. Selling your home is not fun. The whole process of moving is not fun. I've done it as far as having to sell a house. I've only had to do it one time, and that was plenty. Like, literally... I I've considered like the market's good for selling right now, right? And I've thought, man, I don't want to pack a box. I don't want to deal with all that stuff and all the headaches involved with that and trying to find someone. Well, obviously, Glenn uh, has a team here of real estate agents that you can trust because he trusts them as well. They've been vetted. Um, they are fans of this network. Um, they're they're on the same team and they make everything easier for you. Um, They're going to help you uh, with the selling and the buying of a home. The process so smooth when you choose your agent uh, through real estate agents I trust. And uh, what a winning team. Uh, And the name says it all. Real estate agents I trust. Head to realestateagentsitrust.com 
And uh, if you're in the process, man, they're going to make it so much simpler for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Okay. Since I actually enjoy this kind of stuff, how did I spend my Friday afternoon, you may ask? It was listening to oral arguments from the Supreme Court of the United States. The worst thing that the Supreme Court has ever done for itself is to allow us to listen in to those arguments. You remember when you were a kid and you would see the artist rendering of the justices and you would just, you would see quotes up on the screen or whatever and you would just be like, wow, the Supreme Court. Oh my goodness, just a hallowed place. Oh my gosh. If you had five minutes on Friday to listen to the justices discuss the Joe Biden vaccine mandates, I, anybody throw a rock in the air and it's going to land on someone smarter than either Stephen Breyer or Sonia Sotomayor. Did you guys have a chance to, to listen to that insanity? Because we've got some audio to play that's just fascinating. Yeah, like you're saying, it. It felt like the luster of the Supreme Court. Yes. Like there, it, it was something that was to be admired, and in you know the pinnacle of of you know what this country is founded on. Like, yeah. go ahead, have these people trust them, and then you hear for yourself. Like, it's not like COVID's not a big topic. The last two years, like this is literally what everyone has been talking about mm-hmm. for two years. You would think that the Supreme Court justices would have a basic understanding <laughs> of where the country is currently at. It was it blew was it my bizarre? mind to actually hear the incompetence. Right. You know how to I, hear it yourself right. was, was different. Right. You know how we've been talking about uh, this show's not going to be on YouTube. You know, you'll find it somewhere else, probably Rumble or something like that later. Because of the misinformation off of of the um, which is the fact that we discussed the the vaccines and, and the possible issues with it, but when we played that montage where they're promising that it's going to be a dead end for the virus, and we can look at it now and go ha ha ha, that's obviously medical misinformation. Now, the medical misinformation that's also going to be a part of today's show are the clips we play from the justices. Now, give me thirty seconds here to make this analogy. I'm going to ruin Loki for you. If you haven't seen it, you've had months to go see Loki. You've watched Loki on Disney Plus. Do you no. care if I ruin it? No. All right. Go for it. I know you've seen it. Well, I haven't seen the, it, the but show. I don't care. No, okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. a scene. This is what I'm going to ruin for 30 seconds here. There's a scene where the timekeepers, these hallowed beings are way up there. You know, or, or even I could make the analogy of Wizard of Oz. How about that? I'm sorry if I'm spoiling Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you really need to make time. But the timekeepers are these wonderful beings, these these uh, omnipotent beings who who are gonna are taking care of the universe basically. All right. And so when Loki gets up there to them, it's like they're not even. How many lives Loki? Anyway, they're they're not even. They're just like little puppets. They're they're not even real. They are just like uh, they're not real. Let's put it that way. And all of the mystique that we've been talking about with the Supreme Court that we look up and we're like, oh my gosh, that just any last bit of respect you may have had for 
our institutions fell away on Friday afternoon. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Exactly. What that is, is exactly what happened. And and you see them actually, you know, like, you know, the sausage being made. And right. it's like, oh, I, I wish I didn't I, know that. Seriously. The worst thing that ever happened was when the Supreme Court allowed the audio in there. So um, one of the quotes from Sotomayor, which every human being should should be nervous about, is this quote here. Why is a human spewing a virus, not like a machine, spewing sparks? That's exactly what they think of us. That is exactly how they view us with this. So anyhow, they had in front of them the Biden mandate. Um, Can they compel employers uh, to mandate that? Um, Every fact-checking service available, whether it was PolitiFact, whether it was Washington Post, uh, you know, she get the four Pinocchios for for what I'm about to play here. Um, is where she's. Uh, we'll just play this uh, this clip from uh, Sotomayor. Um, completely wrong in this clip about COVID numbers and children. Country today than we had a year ago in January. Um, we have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people is severely ill on ventilators. We have over a hundred thousand children, which we've never had before in in serious right. condition and um, many on ventilators. Um, So saying it's a different variant just underscores the fact that without the, without. um, 100,000 children, most of the, which is a mainly on ventilators. Many, many, many many on ventilators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) now I'm not, I'm obviously the anarchist here. I Um, love it. I, so, by the way, by the way, I must point out, I didn't realize that I was probably an anarcho-capitalist <laughs> until I met Eric D. July. Continue. <laughs> but I, I didn't have much respect for these institutions anyway. Right. So obviously seeing them crumble down in kind of the <laughs> eyes of the people is, is I mean, I absolutely love it. Because on a serious note, we look to this institution known as like the Supreme Court because it has that mystique and everybody kind of anticipates that they are just because it, 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 now it doesn't make sense when you consider how exactly they're just kind of installed mm-hmm. um, there and they kind of serve these sort of lifetime um, um, in terms of their tenures but a lot of them are stupid people <laughs> um, like very stupid very dumb p- people that's just the reality of it so when you hear them say something that is objectively false like not even like kind of true kind of no it's like not even close and anybody with mm-hmm. half a brain w- would know that and to be fair i don't think most people do have half a brain so touche there <laughs> but on a uh, he's a people person yeah, yeah obviously yeah right <laughs> but the fact that even you know we've heard people i mean disastrously disastrously kind of overstate what this virus actually is and i think to hear it from someone like that and then they pedal along the same bull crap, which, to be fair, people need to understand that's what got us in this mess. Um, exactly that. These sorts of, of lies and, and dramatization is what got us exactly right here. If they had been honest and people mm-hmm. went out of their way to kind of look into it when the data was available even to us in America back in back in March, the data that was coming in from like South Korea. Nothing really has changed um, since then. I know there's a, people talk variants. But as far as who this impacted, it is largely remaining the same. Yet they were able to peddle this lie and this narrative that particularly when they threaten young folk, it's like, well, 
young people, you know, they're the ones that they're getting, even though no data has supported any of that, like ever, that young people were particularly struggling with it. So now you have who people trust to say, okay, uh, when 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 the Bidens of the world, when Congress, uh, when when well anybody, when there's some sort of sort of case that they have to take up that is a, a, a hot take, you expect these folks that are the upper echelon of society to sort of of of, of rule objectively, and then you find out that they're just a bunch of quacks and they're stupid. <laughs> uh, they just have these cool little robes, and that's it. Yeah. You, you know, with PolitiFact, when they had to come out and say <laughs> that this wasn't actually true, mm-hmm. you know that hurt them. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. you can't just come out and be like, oh, oh, could you could you have made it like a little less of a lie? Could we have made it a little closer so we didn't have to honestly come out and tell the truth? The CDC director was like, oh, man, you know, on yeah. our interviews, like, yeah, that... That wasn't true. Right. You right. know, and like she's backed into a corner and it's just because our Supreme Court justices uh-huh. have no idea what is going on in the country. Like, honestly, like where they did they record themselves from uh, 18 months ago? <laughs> I, 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 hold on. You, you made the point about how how they have peddled this lie. I think they've gotten to the point now where they've realized they've overplayed their hand. Yes. Do they not realize Trump's no longer in office? Where's the CNN? You know, they 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 took up forty percent of their of their uh, shot on TV was COVID death count. You yeah. know, it was the oh look how terrible it is, and you know they planted these seeds and uh, they took root, and now you've got as we'll have a story later, you know. A, a mom who put her kid in her trunk. Yes. I mean, in Texas. In Texas, because uh, he had the COVID. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, you're now reaping what you've... So- and that's the thing. Now it's Biden's problem. And like, wait, crap. Huh? Uh, we've got a clip today of a doctor on CNN saying, all right, enough with the hysteria. No, 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 no. You can't do this now. <laughs> I'm kind of torn because I do want the hysteria to stop. But at the same time, this is the bed you made. Yep. Um, speaking of Biden, let's let's play the uh, Stephen Breyer clip who proves that he is just as good with numbers as Joe Biden is. Listen to this one. But my question really is, what I'd like to turn this to, <laughs> is uh, stay. You heard what I asked. I mean... You know, 750 million new cases yesterday, or close to that, is a, a lot. I don't yeah. mean to be facetious. But that, that, that's why I said I, I would find... 750 million new cases just in one day. The population of the United States is like uh, 330 million. million. Yeah. Yep. All yep. right. Well, I think so we know everybody and then, but you know, the rest of the world, we're all in on it. Yep, yep, we're, we're definitely... Did anybody notice... How little, barely even just a mention here and there, the constitutionality of this. It was all about public health and and feeling, and we've got to do something. And it was, oh my gosh, I thought we were there, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought that the purpose of the Supreme Court as deemed by them 200 years ago was to determine the constitutionality of something and even in that case they've morphed it into case law right and and precedent but 
the poor constitution. I think I heard it mentioned once or twice, and it was, of course, by a, a conservative uh, justice there. Can we play the uh, Gorsuch clip? Because he gets to the heart of this matter, why it's even before the court, this case of the Biden mandates. If, if there is an ambiguity, why isn't this a major question that therefore belongs to the people's representatives of the states huh? and in the halls of Congress, oh. given that the statute at issue here is, as the Chief Justice pointed out, 50 years old, <sighs> doesn't address this question. The rule affects, I believe, we're told, 80 million people, and the government reserves the right to extend it to every private business in the country. Oh. Traditionally, states have had the responsibility for overseeing vaccination mandates. What? I rejected a challenge to one just the other day from New Mexico. Um, Congress has had a year to act on the question of vaccine mandates already. As the Chief Justice points out, it appears that the federal government is going agency by agency as a workaround to its inability to get Congress to act. Ta-da! Gotta love workarounds, right? That's the way to run a republic. Yeah, this, you know, Biden came out, and I, I keep time by college football season. It was week two of college football season that <laughs> Biden came out and said, oh, a vaccine mandate. And I was like, states rights, man. You're I, not going to get around it. Anybody else uh, ready to go and binge watch some Full House later today? Hmm? <sighs> We've got more madness here. It's uh, And by the way, the mayor of New York... It's not getting any better for y'all. Sorry. More <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed in a moment. He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed. And he's on the blades. Pat Gray is not here. He and Jeffy, uh, keeping your prayers, uh, they have the COVID. It is making its way around, to be sure. Um, okay, let's get to some tweets here. Coffee lover M, uh, did you warn Jill to disinfect Jeffy's chair? Now, under normal circumstances, that's funny. Today, it's actually very, very serious. But uh, yeah, uh, how's it going over there sitting where Jeffy sits? I mean, so far, so good. But I would say that uh, COVID would be the least of my concerns <laughs> if I was going to be disinfecting Jeffy's chair. COVID <laughs> would be the bottom uh-huh. of the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bob, Bob Law. Uh, let's see here. Since the current vaccine isn't really a vaccine, shouldn't scientists start working on a new vaccine like a real one? Are they even... And they just said, ah, look, that's good enough. That's what you're getting. They, they came yeah. out with some pills now. Oh, that's Right? True. We have some, uh, some of those are going to be uh, the next phase, I think. Like, oh, we'll still make money off of these. Just exactly. take these instead. We can't jab you forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Proud Mr. Graybeard. We can never have justice when those that are charged with protecting our rights peddle lies in their quest for an agenda. Yeah, it's fun, right? It's good times here. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, send us your thoughts. Uh, at Keith Malinak. Good luck spelling that. Um, at Jill underscore Savage and at Eric D. July on Twitter as well. Feel free to call us, uh, 888-900-3393, if you would like to chat with us. We were talking about, before the break, the vaccine mandate from Joe Biden before the Supreme Court on Friday. They were discussing a stay, right? Like, we would have to have that by today 
Because the deadline was the 10th, right? I believe. Uh, so have we heard any update on that? Are we going to have to wait for a full ruling? Do we know when we're going to get some sort of resolution to this? Are we going to wait till the spring? Check your Twitter feed later today. Right. Big day. Hmm. Well, anyway, the vaccine mandates, of course, are everywhere with, with healthcare workers, education. I mean, it's it's probably at your at your place of business. Uh, gosh, I thank God we work here at The Blaze because they ain't having it. And thank you, Tyler. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, so, so in New York City, if you thought that Eric Adams was going to be like this breath of fresh air after the communist de Blasio was out of office, Joe, you sent this video in of Eric Adams, the new mayor there, talking about what's next for New York City school children. Yeah, they build him to be a, a breath of fresh air, but <laughs> it's going to be more of no. the same. Uh, and, and you know what? Maybe even just slightly worse if, if that could even be possible. Seriously, listen to this clip about uh, New York City school children and what's COVID next. COVID is a formidable and moving target. And we have to pivot and shift based on that. And our policies have been rooted in, I need my children in school. And if my medical professionals tell me, Eric, we have to do a mandated vaccine, we're going to do that. Is that not the same exact line that Biden gave on air travel and vaccine mandates? Well, look, if our health professionals, see, I don't want to get sidetracked here. It's very easy for me to do. But... Fauci comes out and says, yeah, look, we might have to do the the vaccine mandate for air travel. And then Biden comes out and says, look, if my health professionals, if they if my team says, then I guess I got to do it because he's just playing president. We all know that. And then Fauci comes back and goes, oh, no, no, I was kidding. Not yet. Uh huh. Like he jumped the timeline, too. But I digress. New York City, man. It doesn't seem like you got any better leadership with uh, Eric Adams at the helm now. And can we go back to, again, the facts of COVID? <laughs> I know. Oh, Not oh. actually oh. causing oh, so much harm to children. Thankfully, right. literally, thank God that, that it doesn't affect children the same way that it does, you know, older adults. But to to combat this, mm-hmm. we're going to say, oh, be, because because people in their brownstones are still scared out of their minds. It is and, and they're like, oh, blessed day. I can go. My, my child can now go get the vaccine and mm-hmm. live a normal life again. And it's like we I mean, we, we talk about two different Americas now. Oh, yeah. and this is this has shown oh, more than anything else that, you know, because I. We go around, we travel, we live our lives, right? Like we're out and about. I don't wear a mask unless I'm on an airplane and have to do it. Right. And it's just, it's such a stark contrast with when you see, you know, the mayor of New York City coming out and saying, oh, we we need these glorious vaccines for our school children so everybody can be safe and, and you know, live life as normal. And if you talk to people in those areas where these lockdowns are occurring or these mandates, these overbearing uh, effects on your way of life. I mean, it's like you're talking to someone on the other side of the Berlin Wall. It It, it, it is... Yeah, no, if... And I think that's where a lot of people lose sight of because, you know, maybe we're out here in, in Texas and it's a little different of situation and scenario. Man, it's still people keeping on with this charade. You talk to people <laughs> in the coast, uh, be it west or up east, and they're in a completely different dimension. 
and they actually can't even perceive a world where we walk around right for example without any sort of mask or or anything or we're not having to provide our vaccination status to go to a (laughs) freaking restaurant because they have been accustomed and this is really the whole this whole entire if you want to call it a pandemic epidemic or charade whatever you want to call it that's what this whole entire thing has been. It's like a conditioning of the human uh-huh. mind. Exactly. Uh, is w- more so what it is. And it's like you, you can see w- in certain areas where they are being tugged, let's say at the leash, they will then go along with that. It's just point blank period they go along with that. And this is why I know a lot of folks think I'm rough around the edges and I you know, have no problem ragging on my fellow man. But you have to understand, like, they helped set the scene here. It's because of their compliance that we got into this situation or certain areas are dealing with the situations it is that they're, that they're dealing with. Because whether they're lied to or not, they're told something and they run with it. And now I think at this point it has nothing to do with, well, I mean, you can make that argument. It never had anything to do with what was factual or anything like that. But certainly now I think more people now Know that there is least is some sort of lie that it, that is being perpetuated, some angle of this of this whole deal. But they're, for lack of a better term, too deep into this uh-huh, that they right. can't pivot now. So now they're like, "Well, I will speak it into existence. It has to be true." The situation where children of all people are, I don't know, likely to get sick or likely to get hospitalized or die, even though there's no evidence that points to that. In fact, the evidence points 100, to the 100,000 people, complete, what are you yeah, talking about? That's true. You got the even Supreme Court saying that. But that goes to show exactly that this conditioning, it worked in the way that they needed it to work. And now we have a bunch of people that just believe flat out false information. Eric, it, it isn't a lie. The science has changed. Uh, Don't you remember? Right, right. I mean, we we didn't have masks. Masks were not going to be effective. <laughs> We've got so many. Like you guys are hitting on clips that 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 we have today that are gonna just blow your mind. Before we get too far away from this, though, hold that thought, Joe. Yeah. Rob, did I send you the CDC? I, I tweeted out. I don't know. Was it yesterday morning? The CDC numbers. These are these are through January sixth numbers of. Look at this. January 6th. Whoa, (laughs) gaslighting. (laughs) So, okay. So here you go. These are the U.S. COVID deaths, CDC numbers, through January 6th, 2022. Total deaths, 825,000. U.S. population, 333 million. Now, if you're, again, I'm just just reading CDC numbers, which is 0.24% of the U.S. population. Check my math, okay? Break that down by age. Look at the percentages by age. 75 plus... 52%. 52%. 65 to 74, 23%. 45 to 64, you're at uh, 21%. So so break that down, guys. What is that? Add that up there. 94, 95. That's about 95% right there. 95% are 45 and above. But go down there and look at the children ages 5 to 18. I guess if you want to go 0 to 18, do that. It's still at 800 and something, right? 800 and something kids which are tragedies i'm not making light of dead children what i'm saying is why are we changing our society for 800 deaths but i would also challenge those cdc right, right. numbers exactly which is why i pointed of that out the the newfound thing that we can now talk about again it's now acceptable to say yeah. those have that have died with covid right and those that have died 
from one layer COVID. off of the onion, right? And and those numbers already, right? When you look at the children, they it's a very very less small than number. 1%, less very than very small. One percent of COVID deaths are these children, and yet we've got Eric Adams saying, if you want your child to participate and get a, a public education, they better roll up their sleeves. This is why I. I keep talking about delegitimizing of these authority figures, and it's not just because I'm, yeah, I'm sort of freaking anarcho-capitalist. That's part of it. I, I, I give you that, but these people are evil, man, and they're yeah. just evil, stupid people are the worst, you know, because those that's it's a, the that's, worst combo. That, that's the that's a, that's a deadly, it's a de- often a very deadly combo where you get an evil and a stupid. Right, at least evil stupid. smart are patient and take their time yeah, in yeah, unleashing their evil. Evil stupid people, they you're just, dealing with something. <laughs> you, you're dealing with some dangerous. You know, well, you're treading dangerous territory. Uh-huh. But you look at that number. Hey, well, it was a point oh six or something like that. It's got almost akin to the uh, infected fatality rate of uh, of COVID nineteen. Very close there, but. That's the, that's the I guess statistical reality in some sense in that yeah the numbers are going to be questionable because people get you know they they fall off a motorcycle and die and unfortunately they're considered a COVID right uh, but either way what we do know from from that number is that it's basically statistical statistically insignificant mm-hmm. in terms of children being hospitalized and or dying uh, from this from this this is just that's the statistical reality that we at least have to acknowledge. However, as you hear Eric Adams, as you hear uh, Sotomayor, as you hear really a lot of your leaders go around and they act like we must put everybody's life on 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 hold, uh, ruining children's lives, ruining, and, them. And, and, destroying and, childhoods. Yes, in the process for that point, that point oh six is insane. It is, and, and that's why I think you have to speak more to delegitimizing their authority figures because they're showing you that look we don't have to make sense and this is what this is how combating the left this is what you have to do right combating the left you have to do that because the left they don't operate on some sort of factual basis or anything <laughs> like that they, and they know that they know they don't have the ideas on their side they have culture so they can convince people and then definitely right. new york city's good at that they'll parade whatever um uh, let's say artist uh, or anything like that, be it entertainer or something, to sit up here and peddle this lie. They'll do that. They'll, any any election cycle, they get basically anybody. Get Beyonce, get Jay Z, get everybody. We'll throw everything at them, um, and that's how they win. But it ain't because of their ideas. Because as we sit here and look, these are very stupid people, and unfortunately, <laughs> they have power. Yeah. Well, it, that's just it. Okay. So we talked about people that 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 are traveling out of places like uh, California, New York. And they come to Texas and they're like, oh my gosh, what do you mean you can go into a bar without showing your Vax card? What were you going to say? Was, it was a Babylon B story that came true. And, right? and the, guy, the CEO How goes, many? guys, this was supposed to be a joke. The number of U-Hauls that are leaving California, coming to Texas, they, they're like, uh, can, we, can we get some to return right. to the state of California so <laughs> that we chance. have a supply right, right. of U-Hauls That's a here. true statement, too. But to your point about how delegitimize these leaders yes right and but you also made the point of like the people that in places like new york city they've or maybe you tell me chicken and the egg they did this to themselves they they accepted for decades upon decades 30 dollars to enter and exit the city over the the george washington bridge or whatever the cost was the 30 dollar toll i mean 
they have accepted this kind of control and this way of life absolutely. to the point where they were ripe for the picking when something like this Abs- came along. Absolutely. And this is what, you know, maybe you don't see it um, when it when it's happening. But this is, yeah, the, the, you're correct. This is decades in the sort of making of the conditioning. But it was just on the New Year's Eve special with Anderson Cooper, right? The Andy Cohen guy. I think he's the Bravo TV guy. And yeah. he went he went off. You know, he had a couple drinks and he was just like de Blasio, basically like we're we're not sad to see you leave. Epic rant. Right. Really, really fun, because rarely do you see leftists just go out there and (laughs) rag on their own. And, And this was one of those instances. And it's like, guys, you're getting rid of him. But look at what you just put into office. The yeah. guy that you just elected. Do you think it's actually going to be any different it, it, it might be a little bit better in some areas. It might be a little worse in others. But really, it's going to be about the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's striking that it's been so Overton-windowed in that town that Eric Adams comes along. And if he says one thing that even sounds remotely like common sense, you're like, oh, my gosh, New York. Maybe maybe the tides turn now. No, I don't think so. And we've got a, another Eric Adams clip. We don't have time for it here. We'll get to it at the top. But you sent this one in since we've been talking about New York City and Eric Adams. And my goodness, the the uh, what what is in store for voting in that city? It's not going to get any better anytime soon. So stick around for that. Um, I want to tell you here before we uh, hit this break, think about your credit score, right? Um now imagine your credit score with 30 or maybe 61 points added to it. Not not 10 or 15 points like a lot of these companies will promise you. That's weak. Go with ScoreMaster. ScoreMaster can get you uh, a much better credit score. That's going to open up so many possibilities for you here. Uh, ScoreMaster users, they can add up to 61 points in 20 days or less. My goodness. It's life-changing, right? Um, adding those points uh, to your credit score means faster approvals, better deals, lower interest rates on everything. And by the way, now's the time, you know, before interest rates start jacking up. My gosh, it's right around the corner, y'all. Here it comes. Um, anyway, buying or refinancing a new home, uh, leasing a new car, applying for a credit card. These are all uh, through your credit score and ScoreMaster can help you out with that. It was created by credit data scientists to put you in charge of your finances. One member raised their score, listen to this, 33 points within days. Another did 43 points within days. Wow. Scoremaster, simple and easy to use. Takes about a minute to get started. And uh, if you do it now, uh, you get to try Scoremaster for free. See how many uh, points you can add. Scoremaster.com slash pat. Scoremaster.com slash pat. Scoremaster.com slash pat. Who... We hope you're feeling better, Pat, Jeffy, anybody struggling with COVID. Hope you feel better really soon. More Pat Gray Unleashed with uh, Eric and Jill. Just a moment. Pat Gray Unleashed. All right. Sorry. Pat's not. Jeffy's not. They've got COVID. But... Eric and Jill are here with me. Jill, um, you can tweet at Pat Unleashed uh, on Twitter. 
And, uh, you know, every now and then we might we might see a tweet. You've got a good one up there, right? Was- yeah, from uh, Pelosi's Kente Cloth. I'm thankful <sighs> to have Eric and Jill filling in this morning. It's not easy. Eric has to channel Pat's overall disappointment with mankind. <laughs> and Jill has a huge chair to fill. A huge. I mean, like a like a massive chair that you have to... Look, Pat, look. To, to <laughs> fill. Uh, let's see here. We've got... Um, Gags J, uh, with the media narrative falling apart on COVID and the elites changing course a bit, I wonder if they're just giving up on COVID and shifting focus on world economic collapse. They just war game collapse with the IMF. Eric? I mean, <laughs> I could do an hour on that. Are they giving up? Are they giving up on COVID? Like and, and next up is uh, is just world economic collapse. I don't think they're giving up on COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I just think this is what I think is happening okay. on a serious note. Is that okay? We are at this point because it's on Biden's head. Basically, mm-hmm. everything that's going on right he now. He owns it now. Yes. So I think there's going to be some so, some slight pivots that you're going to see. Um, uh, taking place, and I don't know who's going to be that scapegoat. It may be Dr. Rochelle Walensky, mm-hmm. maybe even Fauci, but definitely mm-hmm. going into midterms, and, and it, it's just it's not a good look for them to come right. continue to kick, kick this can down the road. So I think you're going to see some slight pivot. They'll try to cling to something. Maybe it'll be the pills. We kind of talked about this a uh, uh, little bit earlier. I don't know what exactly it's going to be. Uh, but they will shift in, in, in some way, shape, or form because, again, now it's on their – they got the result they wanted. Uh, however, now it's on their head because it keeps going. And they're going to – you're going to start to see them tell the truth in some areas. Um, and it's not because they have just stumbled upon it or something like that. It's because, well, at this point, if they don't present themselves as the saviors, then it's going to be a problem. Yeah, and I, I see it kind of what we were talking about, too, especially with New York City, right? Like, they were so scared at first. They they came out and said masks don't work. Well, nobody was going to leave their house at some point. So you had to have a functioning society. So what can we do to get people to go back out, right? Yeah. Okay, you can mask up. Whether it does anything or not, let's let the people think that it does so we can have society back up and running. Well, now we're like, you know, Omicron isn't as big of a deal anymore. And we can start lightening some of these restrictions up just a bit, right? Like, oh, masks aren't working against this particular variant, guys. But now they're trying to unwind the most uptight society that they've created. Yeah, they, they built it. Their yeah. constituents. And good luck. Uh, it's my goodness. I, I want to get to a couple more tweets here. Um, Rowdy Introvert says, Supreme Court justices have been held up to be the brain trust of the country, so some of the justices believe they are infallible. Uh, humility like that of Clarence Thomas should be required for the court. Man, I love him, and it was just a breath of fresh air during the oral arguments to hear when he would talk. And by the way, I have no way to verify this. I looked for Supreme Court sketches. You could tell who was talking through a mask and who wasn't. I'll just leave it there. Jeffy's meat sweats. The verifiable misinformation spewed by the Supreme Court is the very definition as to why they must rule only off the Constitution alone. It's not that hard, right? Uh, And nothing else. They will knowingly use false propaganda to enslave your rights. I mean, how is this even a question? I mean, how how are we having this conversation where we're in 
possibly the most important Supreme Court case in our generation was debated on Friday and the Constitution was given just ancillary discussion. I mean, it's so hard. It's a living, breathing document. You can't you can't just say, oh, it's it, this is what's written here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to base it off of these again. Facts. Don't don't let those don't facts let get those in the way. <laughs> Captain Sham, impossible to feel sorry for New York. They knowingly vote for the same people and expect different results every time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Eric Adams, uh, the new mayor. Uh, he's been in office for what, a week and a half now? If that, and uh, he was on with Jake Tapper as he was making the rounds um, over the weekend, and they were discussing, I guess, uh, voting and, and changes to to New York City's uh, voting requirements uh, possibly coming up here. <sighs> My goodness, watch this clip here. You announced last night that you're going to support a law passed last month in New York City, which will allow roughly eight hundred thousand legal non-citizens to vote in local elections, provided that they've lived in New York for at least 30 days. You previously called the bill problematic and expressed concern about giving a right to vote to non-citizens who've only been here for a short amount of time. I think there are a lot of Americans watching right now who might share your concerns and and also have more broadly questions about the idea of people who have not taken a citizenship test. Okay, what is it with Jake Tapper every now and then? Every now and then. It seems like he cares and he makes sense. And you're like, yes, thank you for asking this question. Every now and then. And this is one of those times. So thank you for this question. By learning about the U.S., who haven't sworn an oath to the country, getting to vote. Why did you change your mind and why is it acceptable for non-citizens to vote in an American election? No, I did not change my mind. I supported the concept of the bill. The one aspect of that I had a problem with and I thought was problematic was the 30 day part of being in the country for 30 days was the place that I had questions. And I sat down with my colleagues. 30 days. I'm a big believer in uh, conversation. We have to start talking to each other and not at each other. And after hearing this. their Please rationale and their theories Rob. be. 30 days was the part that I had problems with. 30 days. 30 days. I just needed the third. Why, why can't we just give him, get him here and let him vote tomorrow? It's clips like it's this so funny. that you you think it's over. It's it's over and this is just a signal flare uh, that, that pops up from a place like New York City that warns the rest of the country. Um, to quote the mayor of New York City, we have to have a conversation um, uh, and needed to talk and, and hear their rationale. Again, where's the Constitution? I don't play the rest of this nonsense. Behind it, uh, I thought it was more important to not veto the bill or get in the way at all and allow the bill to move forward. In New York City, just Brooklyn, for example. Okay, Brooklyn. 47% of Brooklyn, I speak a language other than English at home when I was the bar president. And so I think it's imperative that people who are in a local municipality have the right to decide who's going to govern them. And I support the overall concept of that bill. Doesn't the bill just make a mockery of the idea of American citizenship, though? I mean, this is just for local elections. But does that mean, like, next, uh, New York City is going to want non-citizens to vote in federal elections? No, I mean, it, come on, Jake. What do you say to all the people who Jake. went through the process, the difficult Stop. process of becoming an American citizen, studying for the test, swearing an oath of allegiance to the United States of America, who, who now see this legislation just saying, well, anyone who's here, you can go ahead and vote. 
Uh, well, I, I tell to I say to them, keep doing it. Uh, you know, membership has its privileges. Uh, being a member of Does what it? we call United States of America is a great privilege, and I I would tell them keep doing it. Be encouraged. Uh, Why? This is a great opportunity to be a member of this great country. Uh, don't let anything daunt you or take you away from that mission. Uh, this legislation is not going to do that. Keep becoming a citizen of this country. Anybody understand that at all? Like, why Why would you go through the trouble? I'm going to get everything else that I want. The, the membership has its privileges. What are you talking about? It, you, you just, you're about to make it legal for non-citizens to vote in your city. By the way, I love that. That's your rationale, by the way. Look, half of the residents of Brooklyn don't speak English, so they need to vote. They got to be able to talk to us somehow. I don't understand this at all. Help me, please. Can't. 800,000 new votes in New York City. Uh, look, man, now the reason why they would advocate such a policy is because it benefits them, it benefits him, um, it benefits whatever it is that they're trying to put forth or, or, or push in terms of Rationale. their uh, That's what he political about. Uh, agenda. Mm-hmm. Now, if these, let's say, 800,000 people uh, were voting, let's say, um, not <laughs> not for them, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> It'd be a problem, right? It'd be maybe maybe even uh, Russia propaganda is back on the table at that point or something <laughs> like that. But either way, that's they see some sort of benefit from it, and this is their playbook. They've shown you this before. This isn't necessarily anything new. This is sort of what they what they want, and that they will make a mockery of basically any system that you thought functioned um, in any capacity that has some sort of legitimacy. They'll make a mockery of that if it means that it's going to help them out in the long run. If it's going to maintain their seats, their political power, their positions, then that's what they're going to do. Um, and, and and this is why they why, why they advocate for such policy. So you got to kind of look at it beyond just the, just the surface level. These guys don't give a crap about mm-hmm. non English speakers in Brooklyn. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with it. It's just that they that they think that okay, well this certainly benefits us. This benefits our party. This benefits our ideology. Um, so it's best that we have a policy, uh, certainly as such, because if they were, let's say, doing what, let's say, a lot of the um, the immigrants out in Florida mm-hmm. and their voting habits. Yeah. New York and, City would be deporting them, not asking yeah, them to vote for them. Exactly, exactly. They need to implement it on a smaller scale first. Mm. They need to be able to point to something and say when they when they try and roll it out for the nation at some point which they inevitably right. will they'll say oh but look right it worked in new york look at how this, well right this all went there and eric to your point if you're coming across the southern border yeah come on in we'll take you in new york go mm-hmm. ahead we'll we'll let you vote you have to wait 30 days but, 30 we'll, days. but we'll let you vote after a month but wh- if you came wh- in from cuba though whoa <laughs> no 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 we we can't have that mm-hmm just be sure to, if you want to vote uh, in November, just be sure to get here before early October or else you're going to have to sit this one out, okay? But uh, you made a great point there. I mean, it, it's this, they'll bring it full circle to Supreme Court. This is why they don't lean on the Constitution. They can go and say, well, look, like you just said, it worked in New York. Why can't it work on a federal level? Uh, all right, so uh, let's go to, uh, we got a call there, uh, Dennis in Nevada here. Um What's going on, Dennis? How you doing, man? Dennis. Denise, I'm blocked by a camera, Denise. Maybe you're identifying as Dennis today. Denise, how are you? I don't think Dennis or Denise are doing well. 
So, all right, we'll try again later. Thank you so much. All right, let's uh, let, let, let's take a moment here. I got to talk to you about Built Bars because it's literally life-changing. I'm not being dramatic because I'm a furnace, man. I got to eat all throughout the day, and Built Bars are uh, a snack that I absolutely love. Um, and and they, they it's, it's a snack that Jeffy enjoys, basically, because, look, it, it doesn't pack the pounds on, okay? And it satisfies you at the same time. Built Bar, saving the day. Once again, so many flavors, uh, something for everyone. Um, they've got uh, amazing flavors. They've got the coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I love that one. Cookies and cream, I love that one. I mean, I could go on all day with the ones I love. Um, and if you can't pick just one flavor that you want to go with, you can get a mixed box. Huh? How about that? You're going to get two of each of their nine regular flavors. Built Bars have up to 18 grams of protein, and they are 180 calories or less. Only four to five grams of sugar. Um, only four to five net carbs in each bar. Um, you wouldn't know it by tasting them. They are awesome. I love them. And I was just noticing I still have... My drawer's empty. Normally, there's Built Bars right there ready for me to grab throughout the day, and uh, I need to replenish that stock, Built Bars. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, let's see. Uh, Built.com. Don't forget, you don't have to type all the whole thing, Built Bar. You get, you get, you get choices. BuiltBar.com or Built.com, whichever you choose. Use promo code PAT15. You're going to save 15% off your first order. Promo code PAT15 for 15% off at Built.com. <laughs> Ray. No, I did not make it into the wastebasket. I'd like to point out I missed 99 out of 100 attempts. All right, Pat is not here today. Uh, he and Jeffy uh, out. Keep them in your prayers uh, with their uh, COVID fight. Uh, I am Keith Malinak. I'm here with both Eric July and Jill Savage. Here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Okay. January 6th, obviously. The anniversary last week. My goodness. What a... Uh, what a horrific anniversary that was to experience and uh, a solemn day. And uh, our fearless leaders made sure that we, we remembered it uh, thoroughly all day long. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris gave their speeches and they made sure that uh, we understood the seriousness of the. By, by the way, I'm completely distracted. I don't know why during the break I decided to move the Nancy Pelosi cutout. But now she is literally staring a hole through my head. Rob, I don't know if you have a, an angle on that, but my gosh, I need to move that as soon as we get to a commercial break because now it's just uh, Nancy hiding halfway behind the... Uh, hi. That's, that's audio. You did it to yourself. I did it to myself. I, I mean, literally, I did not realize it was... Okay, I should keep my focus down now. Real distracted. So, so somebody, some genius on the internet took the video clips uh, the, of the speeches uh, from Biden and Harris, and they changed the images <laughs> during the speech, uh, and they, they, they instead put in the images of the summer of 2020 as America was burning in cities all across the country. You got to see this is so well done. Watch this. Democracy was attacked democracy came under assault and that you and i and the whole world saw with our own eyes rioters rampaging 
a mob breaking windows, <laughs> kicking in doors. People were seen looting some of its stores in the area. Fire stinger speeds thrown. New video shows a woman in a wheelchair punched and sprayed with a fire extinguisher. Shots were reportedly fired and one person was hit by a car. And now the protest spreading to more cities across the country. In Los Angeles and in Denver, including New York City, where police arrested at least 40 people. What they were assaulting were the institutions, the values, the ideals. You mother that generations of Americans have marched, picketed, and shed blood to establish and defend. This is a, mostly a protest. That's like five story tall building right there that's completely engulfed. Yes, now Wendy's, Wendy's is on fire, y'all. Not the More Wendy's. Three fires were set the previous night, destroying that third police precinct and businesses. Dousing the flames, trying to save the rest of these businesses from going up in smoke. We went to KB Bala's restaurant. Looters had broken windows and even tried to steal his safe while he was there. Today, he watched as his life savings and dreams literally went up in smoke. Minnesota's governor says the state has seen 48 hours of anarchy. The lawlessness, the violence, the chaos. The nation's capital under siege. By some radical faction that may be newly resurgent, but whose roots run old and deep. As night fell, the mood got angrier. So we're now seeing spot fires and looting and a number of businesses being broken into. Everything is destroyed or vandalized, windows broken. They are forming a wall in front of the White House. In the streets surrounding the White House, with no sense of any attempt at de-escalation, there was anarchy, with shops and vehicles vandalized at will. Hard to imagine these were scenes playing out in the American capital. Are we going to be a nation that accepts political violence as a norm? We all saw what our nation would look like if the forces who seek to dismantle our democracy are successful. Outside the White House, protesters faced off against police dressed in riot gear and Secret Service. You can't obey the law only when it's convenient. You see, the strength of democracy is the rule of law. On this day of remembrance, we must make sure that such attack never, never happens again. Mm. Okay. Errol Weber, uh, that account put that out. Uh, he's running for Congress. Uh, he's a documentary film producer. So I think he put that together. I think that's fabulous. Uh, that was very well done. So we'll have to get that tweeted out later. I think that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So because well if, if you actually put those words with those images, they make sense. It's perfect. But, but when you see the little grandmas and like, you know, like a guy like holding the podium, like walking through, like it's just him. <laughs> uh-huh. right? And we now know the police open the doors. They let him in like the I mean, the gaslighting on <laughs> January 6th is it, is something to behold. I mean, it was the day that democracy almost 
died. Oh man, that's we that's too told. bad because right. that would have been a good thing. I had he died. Um, I, I've obviously said this many times, saying that it's anything that you say is a threat to democracy, you're giving it a compliment. <laughs> um, so you're giving all of those guys that were there in January 6th way too much credit if Ooh. they were supposedly uh, there to stomp out some sort of uh, democracy because that would be a fantastic thing if that was, and very noble by the way, um, if that was something that they wanted. But uh, again, it's just it, this is part of the course for everything we've talked about for today. Looking at that, like whereas in they can try to speak something into existence, we know that the vast majority of what they said about January six was a lie. It was a complete lie. Uh, we know that there is, to our knowledge, one person that actually died from violence that was there, and that her name was Ashley Babbitt. Um, Brian Sicknick being beat over the head with a fire extinguisher never happened. Um, and they're still acting as if there was some sort of um, a very just violent instant that, that happened. But what it really goes to show is that, and this is, I made this point on many shows here on The Blaze, and that you see how they react in the event that something gets brought to their doorstep. When they went and destroyed your businesses all summer long, they did nothing virtually. And No, actually, it was worse because they egged it on. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. They yeah, egged, they got them out of jail. They, they, they egged them on. And they, what, they called them happened. peaceful protests. Exactly. They, they gave it a kind name. Exactly. Now, something happens to there. And I, mm-hmm. I will continue to say that Congress is the criminal class of, of the country. <laughs> um, that's what I uh, deem them as. Mm-hmm. And... Now they're ducking under their desk and all, and all sorts of things. These are the same folks that send your children off to uh, uh, <laughs> fight their wars and all kinds of things. But y- you see how they, they talk about it differently in the event that you take it, you bring it to the criminals. They're like, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do us <laughs> like that. But y- you saw that one. I'm glad they had that one segment because I, I remember covering that where a man and he he spent his life savings bringing up this this sort of this sports bar and it basically went up in flames terrible it was terrible and that's okay though oh, yeah, you know what i mean you can attack your neighbor all day long but don't you dare attack the criminal class known I'm, as the congress i'm surprised as much uh, as they had going on january 6th of 2022 and with the Democrats having complete power, I'm surprised they haven't turned it into a National Day of Remembrance or some sort of <laughs> democracy day. or what. I'm surprised the mail was delivered <laughs> last week on January 6th. It's just a matter of time before they it shows up on our calendars <laughs> as a federal holiday. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? I mean, before... It's happening. It's, mark my words. That is going to happen. All right. More Pat Gray Unleashed with myself, Keith, Eric, and Jill coming up. Pat Gray is Unleashed. Pat and Jeffy out with COVID. You know who else has COVID? Oh, by the way, uh, Eric and Jill here with me. Um, Don't have COVID. You don't have not COVID, us. right? It's not uh, us. I just got over it. So okay, I mean, well that's good. So your uh, natural immunity is yeah, built part up. of the ninety nine percent. There you go. That's a vibe. That's right. That's so you're a ninety nine percenter. I'm a ninety nine percenter. Uh, yes. Actually, we saw the numbers are you're a ninety nine point seven six percenter. Mm, man. So is uh, is what you are. Uh, oh, that was oh that was the percentage of the nation. Okay, I told you math, not not my game. Okay, so AOC has COVID after hanging out without a mask, interstate travel, just, you know, 
There she is, flaunting it. I guess... Uh, she didn't get it when she was in New York. She got it when she was in Florida. Oh, is that the spin? <laughs> She's terrible. <laughs> COVID wanted to date her. And... Oh, that's exactly the graphic, Rob. <laughs> I love it. Yep, there it is. So... Anyway, she's got it, and um, what do you what do you do with that? Hmm? Triple vax, I'm sure. Triple probably. Yeah, yeah she was she boosted in the fall. They said. Uh, yeah, so triple vax still got it, but hey, the vaccine's working. Just ima- just imagine if she hadn't had the the vaccine. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. that's that the gun, that's always the spin. Yeah. that <clears throat> it could have been so much worse. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure that the vaccine just stopped her from uh, having some, I guess, worse symptoms. Even though mm. I'm not vaccinated, and the worst part that I got was some chills, and that was about it. So mild symptoms. They get mild symptoms, and it's because of the vaccine. I get mild symptoms, and it's like. <laughs> Because I don't know reasons. Look, none of this makes sense. But yeah, she went to Florida, and um, apparently, maybe she's a super spreader. I guess. Right. She was, like kick, she was kicking it out there, man. Right. I was seeing some videos. She was like talking in front of a, a lot of people, man. She was uh, she was kicking it out there in Florida. Damn, See? super Just spreader. Just gut check. Stop. <laughs> See, she's not happy with you. So okay. Her, I want to date her. Yeah. She's my age, after all. She <laughs> is uh, literally the same exact age. As oh I am. wow. But I'm not interested. No, you're not? No. Okay. Married also. Okay. So um, (laughs) she's not the only one doing traveling. Uh, Joe Biden, who is apparently also vaxxed and boosted. Uh, Can we replay from last week the clip where he's walking to the car and someone asks him if he's going to go to... Uh, Colorado. What? Watch it. Did we play this again? You going to Colorado? Okay, he's he's gone. He's what? out of there. Blitzed. Say again. Colorado. Uh, I made very well. Why? What's in Colorado? What's in Colorado? Skiing. He's still. He's trying to figure out why did he ask me about Colorado. And he gets in the car and it hits him. Oh wait, 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 wait! I just talked to the governor of Colorado. That's right. There it is. That's the moment. I had a long talk with the governor this morning. But I didn't think to occur to you 30 seconds ago when you were asked the question originally. Governor who? I mean, he's... Governor who? Governor who. He's he, out of there, man. That guy's out of there, man. He's, like, completely I mean, major props dimension. to whoever drugged him up for the debates uh-huh. that yeah. we had. That, that they propped him up enough. Mm-hmm. I want to know what was in his system at that point in time. Because there's no way that you go from where he used to be to where he is now... Without his heavy medication yeah. in between. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Some. <Yeah. laughs> well, he made it to Colorado. And, you know, they've had a tragedy out there with these wildfires. People have lost their home. I mean, it's it's a devastating uh, situation out there for the, for the state. And he gets ready to give a speech. And here's how that goes. Hey folks, we're about to pick the basketball teams right now. So, gonna, gonna pick the, the first pick. <laughs> Let's oh, talk. A little draft joker. Was that what that was? What, what, yeah, I don't know what that was. We're gonna, like, are they all tall? All the people that were at the press conference. It doesn't matter. The point is, he's joking around, and you hear that one, the awkward silence from the crowd, and then there's one lady in the background who doesn't matter what Joe Biden what comes out of his mouth, she's gonna laugh. 
Listen to this. It's so awkward. Watch this again. Jill and I have not gone through. Oh, no, no. Pause this. Pause this. Pause this. Pause this. So, so he finally does give his speech after his little joke fest. He came with jokes. And he's talking about the Colorado wildfires. And he wants to, he always has to tell a story about himself. Facts be damned. It doesn't matter. Keep in mind, as he's telling the story, it is not accurate by a long shot. Listen to this. Jill and I have not gone through what you have gone through, but we have had lightning strike our home and almost lose our home. Mm. And uh, uh, we only lost about uh, 25% of it we were able to rebuild. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, the hard part is the thing, the memorabilia you lost, the special things that you had put yeah. away that you lost. And, I mean, I can't imagine losing all of the special things. And can you imagine losing photos of your kids, stuff like that? I mean, that would be terrible. Um, thankfully, in this day and age, you hopefully have them backed up somewhere uh, digitally. But there was a small fire at his home in Delaware in 2004 when, when lightning hit their house. Um, and, and it was contained to the kitchen. Now, I don't know if his kitchen is so large that it's 25% of his house, but um, it, it, it was reported in 2004 as a small fire contained to the kitchen under control in 20 minutes. And, uh, I mean, he, he's brought this lightning strike story up. Why does he do this? He's done this before with this story. What the embellishment from this guy, it never ends. I, I, I don't know. It just... You're not really as smart as I thought you were. Yeah, well, anyhow. Uh, so, uh, at the time, yeah, he talked about the firefighters. At least he left this part out of the story in Colorado. How the firefighters uh, made sure to, to move his 67 Corvette. Um, so, man of the people. <laughs> Priorities here. We can identify with that, right? I'm just like you. Yeah, I mean, he, he really gets it, though, from Biden. Biden was me, myself, and I. Every every time he spoke, it was a story about him, even if it wasn't, right? And these Colorado fires, like, why are you talking about yourself? It's it's like he would always go out. I'm surprised he didn't mention um, his son. Right, Hunter. No. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Bo. Uh, Bo. Well, Bo was at the house and it was on fire. Right. Yeah, like you're a, a that, name yeah. drop of Bo is usually associated yeah. in, in all of these stories. So, you know, <laughs> we missed this one. Wow. How did he how did he not work Bo into that story? That's a great point. Okay, so he's been busy. Joe Biden making the rounds, Colorado, doing some traveling. Whoever tagged me on this, bless you. Um he sat down with NBC and uh my goodness, this was quite a treat. Watch this. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? I'm looking forward to this, man. What do you want to do? Show me something. Come here, man. So I hate to be the bearer of bad oh, news. Come on, man. What's your plan here? Look, this is not, but that... They, <laughs> you knew oh she was my. 13. No, I didn't. Well, I've got the transcript right here. Well, <laughs> so this is funny. You know, I, I get all this information about... Instead of taking responsibility... He tries to blame it all on the decoy. I was prepared for him to come after me, but I wasn't prepared for the person coming at me the way she came out. She knew Bo. She knows me. I don't... Anyway, It I, sounds like what you're trying to see is, is if you man. could score with a 13-year-old girl. It's not about that. But you did bring some things with you tonight. Well... <laughs> so you brought condoms. That's a different issue. It doesn't seem so tonight. Look, every <laughs> child out there, every child out there is capable... There's something i got to tell you. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Come on, man. 
I'm just going to smell her hair, guys. Mm -hmm. That's Uh-oh. why I'm here. Oh, oh, Don't sniff them. <laughs> you like that? It's quite the that, edit. That, that, Eric, was, that was impressive. Eric I, liked that. I, that was impressive. I, there are some creative people Help. that have access to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of the internet, social media videos this weekend, who saw the Alec Baldwin video? Uh, I think, Eric, I you've seen it. it. You've not seen it. I have not yet? seen it, okay. no. So he's, uh, he's, boy, it must be tough to be an attorney for Alec Baldwin. He made another video in his car. I don't quite follow it. He, of course, had to, and I did not understand this January 6th reference. Did you understand? Watch this video. Can you explain this? Because I'm looking forward to some Eric analysis on this. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Um, the best way. Okay. The only way we can honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. That's what I'm working toward, insisting on, demanding um, that the organizations involved in this investigation uh, do everything in their power, everything in their power, to find out what really happened. That's all that matters. The best way to honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. And um, any suggestion that we're not complying, myself and uh, any lawyers I'm working with or what have you, is a lie. That's a lie. We're gonna, as, as soon as we go through this process, then by all means we will comply. But, um, <clears throat> but I have no worries about that. I have no worries about that. That's all gonna work itself out, regardless of what they say on these right-wing rag sheets and <laughs> people who are all about hate. Um, but setting aside all the, the hate, setting aside all the January 6th of it all, there it is. <laughs> what is... Okay, first first of all, when he, when when you see Alec Baldwin reach into his coat like this, are you... Is your first instinct to duck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, don't do it, please, Alec, I promise. <laughs> and then he pulls out a Splenda sweetener pack and holds it up to the camera. There it is. And it's got like do like I, I paused it and I zoomed in. It's like a weird drone. It was like Barney the dinosaur or something. I mean, it's weird, but there it is, y'all. There it is, Splenda. That's it. That's my ticket. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know who's 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 more out there at this moment. Who's lost it more, Alec Baldwin or Joe Biden? <laughs> that would be a heck of a poll to put up later <laughs> on. To but look at his little goofy. That looks like Barney the dinosaur. Drawn on a Splenda packet. I don't know where that guy was going with that. And he wants to, he's like, the truth. We'll get it out there. We're cooperating. <laughs> I just looked it up. Detectives are still asking for Alec Baldwin's cell phone. Oh, yeah. He's not giving up the cell phone. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, he's not being that cooperative. Huh. Uh, and all that. Um, man, it really goes to show what privilege this man has that he's not been put in jail for actually killing someone. Um, he's out there walking the streets, uh, but that's just that's just a January sixth of, of it all. Uh, yeah, I, I I really want to start using that in conversation. Setting aside the January sixth of it all, like it, <laughs> what? Like that's that's like a perfect I don't segue. Even know what that meant, man? What the- <laughs> that is uh, that's our title today, gentlemen. The January sixth of it all. Whoa. I, just, I have right? no idea. What I don't know what he's meant. going for. I have no idea. It was. Uh, 
Oh man, it's a uh, it's a Family Guy episode where um, uh, you know when Lois is running for mayor and like she just keeps saying nine eleven. <laughs> like just randomly, uh, and everybody starts clapping. Maybe that was kind of what he was going for with that. Like it's just a, it's a complete flail. Uh, that January sixth of it all because of reasons <laughs> like I don't know what what that meant. Man. Uh, nobody, nobody knows what that meant. I don't think he knows what that meant. In fact, I'm gonna put this. Uh, <sighs> give you 18 hours to vote. Uh, who has lost it more? Uh, what do you think? Upstairs. Let's see. Who's lost it more upstairs? Uh, Joe Biden or Alec Baldwin? Uh, at Keith Malinak on Twitter. Be sure to vote now because I'd like to see. That's a tough one. Yeah. That is really difficult. Right? Oh, my gosh. I... So anyway. Um, <laughs> the January 6th of it all. The January 6th of it all. Of course, Eric. You laugh. <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense. Where do you, oh, where do you all think this is going? Where, where do you think the Alec Baldwin uh, case is going to end uh, up? He ain't. He, he clearly not. He's not going to jail. So Yeah. We... Hmm. If this was the other side, we know where it would have been going. It would have been there already. Yeah. But since it's Alec Baldwin, oh no, it's it's fine. It was an accident. He didn't mean to do it. And you know, if you just shoot a loaded gun at somebody, you shouldn't be punished for that. That wasn't your fault. It was not your fault. No, uh, the early returns are in. And uh, so far, it's uh, by a margin of three to one. Alec Baldwin has lost it more upstairs <laughs> oh. than Joe Biden. Shocking. So that, yeah, that's. Uh, but again, these these are uh, these, these results are are preliminary. We're just now, you know, only one percent of precincts are reporting. How much ice cream <laughs> does Alec Baldwin eat a day? How, how much what? Ice cream. Ice cream. Oh, I don't know. But now. Uh, now we're starting to, the suburbs are starting to come in, and uh, Joe Biden now uh, leads by a two-to-one margin. As it should be. The, the, he has lost it. There we go. Chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh. There it is. I mean, that is, boy, <laughs> he pines for the days that the press was asking him about ice cream flavors than they are today. You know, we've been talking, we've been alluding all morning about how, you know, the the media is now trying to reel in the hysteria, which is just so fun. And you sent this video in from CNN that I just thought uh, was was so... It was a doctor, right? It was a CNN doctor, Jill. Yep. Not Dr. Jill Biden. Doctor, comma, Jill. Grammar's important, Keith. Um, and, and they're trying to reel in the fear-mongering. And it's like, like we said two hours ago on this show, this is the bed they made... These are your constituents that you've created, but here's a doctor on CNN and trying to reel in the fear. Now, let me just say this. I don't ascribe ill intent to these doctors. I think most physicians went into medicine to help people. I think a lot of physicians themselves are anxious and themselves are trying to offset their own anxiety by broadcasting to a wider public the anxiety that's in the air. But mm. if doctors and public health officials don't check their own anxieties, their own fears, and take a moment to ref reflect on how they are messaging and how they are potentially doing harm mm. by, again, sharing fear-based messaging, then we really, really should take a break. Because look, doctors mm. are people too. We're seeing a mental health crisis among, among healthcare providers as well. We are human. It's normal to feel anxious. It's normal to want to share our stress with others. But when it's affecting people's everyday behaviors and affecting the way they feel and, and their decisions, 
You know, fear isn't motivating. Fear just makes people afraid. Mm. I love Brian Selter's serious face. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it doesn't matter what's being discussed. He's able to keep that serious face. You're telling that's why he's at CNN. That's right. You're telling that's a why. joke if there's a stand-up routine happening. That, I'm convinced, is the look on that dude's face 24-7. But I love it that it's now the doomsday doctors, and they're they're spreading anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, we couldn't have all seen this. Like, hey, you're telling people they can't leave their houses. There's a virus out there that is deadly that's going to get them. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, our bad. I mean, um, return to normal now, everybody. Right, right. That was CNN's bag during Trump's last year. Remember, we talked about the, the death count taking up nearly half of their screen every single day around the clock. And they're like, yo, what are y'all, what are y'all getting so spooked for? What's the, with the fear mongering? And over the weekend, they said uh, with the death count, they're like, oh, we don't get those numbers in for weeks. So those numbers, you know, they aren't actually accurate and up to date. Well, we had a, we had a death count on CNN mm-hmm. every single day. So now you're yeah. telling us, you're admitting that those numbers then weren't accurate like you're not supposed to remember any of these these parts of correct of the discussion well, correct and to be fair most americans have the memory of a goldfish same people that don't remember them ever saying that the vaccine was going to stop the virus which they literally <laughs> said do you think that they would remember this because i stumbled upon this over the weekend i we have never played this video on pat's show never had this i've never seen this I wasn't even looking for this. I don't even know where I found it. From 2019, an interview that Dr. Fauci did, and he's talking about masks. This isn't in the context of COVID. This is just in the context of masks. And do they prevent the spread of viruses? Watch this video. And the best way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Wearing a mask. No, um, no, no. no. Need to do no. that. You, um, if somebody's, I can see they're ready, ready to sneeze or cough, you, walk away. No. You avoid all the paranoid aspects and okay. do something positive. A, good diet. B, you don't smoke, I know. I know you don't drink, Who at least not guy? very much, so that's pretty good. Get some exercise. I know that you don't get as much exercise as yes, you should. That's correct. Get good sleep. I think the, the normal, low-tech Healthy things okay. are the best thing that you can do, David, is stay All healthy. Right. Unreal. I mean, that message has not been conveyed at all in two years from the government. No. Not at all. They would have saved more lives, obviously, if they focused on that. Instead, it was don't move, sit in a corner, live in a bubble, um, and be scared of your neighbor for breathing fresh air. Enjoy your free Krispy Kremes if you've got the jab. Oh, right. yeah. And, and burgers, too. Yeah. And and we shut your gyms down, so right. you can't go get in the shape. <laughs> oh, and that person paddleboarding by themselves in the coast of California? Oh, yeah. Get, get that back guy. In. That guy's a minister to society. You can't be doing stuff but like that. But I love how he's like, oh, don't do that stuff. Like, mass. Yeah, no. You almost do, think, like, what do changed? Do positive. Uh, he Man, was what given the opportunity to say, yeah, wear a mask. And what does he do? He stops the, can we play that clip again? He stops him like, no, come on, put a mask, stop it. And the best way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Wearing a mask. No, um, no, 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 no. Um, Somebody's, I can see the red, red sneeze or cough. I I can't, this is the Fauci of 2019. And I'm so tired, if I hear science, it's the science 
this uh, guy. Yeah, doesn't I, mean, I, I say this all the time. Truth is the truth, no matter how late you are to arrive to it. Uh, more early, for that matter. Fauci, you would have thought this man, well, I say all the time he, he does belong under um, a prison, mm-hmm. not in it. That's too That's too good. <laughs> because, I mean, you can find this man taking the opposite position on any given subject, just yep. really at, on any given subject where he has taken yeah. the pro or, <laughs> or the con. Uh, How to do people it. not see that, Eric? And I, don't, I don't, that part I can't like, answer. Like, honestly, like, it's, it's hard. It's hard to answer how. This stuff is widely available. You even had that 60 Minutes thing that he had did. We were talking about masks. And then all of a sudden, on a drop of a dime, like even there was one quote that he said something along the lines that asymptomatic people were not generally the drivers of right. a pandemic. Right. He did. He, he explicitly stated that. That was like in February. So that was even early on. And now, you know, it's like it's the complete opposite. Oh, you don't know if you're sick, but so you need to be having. Two mask on, get triple triple jabs and all this sort of stuff. I realized this man wasn't going to prison when the email situation came out, and then we know for a fact that the NIH is funding, um, like literal fact, uh, uh, funding gain of function mm-hmm. research. Nothing happened to that man. You Nothing. knew it was over then, yeah. Uh, he just he. <sighs> It's frustrating. Yes. It's very frustrating. And I don't understand how this guy is lionized by the left. Still. His first offering. To- <laughs> it's not like we're asking you to go back to 2019 either to remember this. Like a lot of times his flip-flops happen one weekend They're right. That's to a, the next. That was yeah. the whole thing with you, the vaccine on the plane. You don't have to yeah. remember this from years ago. And he even said in that clip, don't be paranoid. Right? <laughs> I don't know who that guy was. I don't know. But we got to talk about the paranoia has is gotten down to Houston, right? That's right. Where, where the mom puts her COVID nineteen positive kid in the trunk. Thirteen year old. Thirteen year old kid in the trunk because she doesn't want to be exposed to the virus. Now you tell me, any parent out there, right? Like I don't have kids, but nieces and nephews. The kids have the flu. You're there, like they're throwing up. It's not great, but you're taking care of your children. Stay in the room too. What is are the you trunk doing? Like, is I. These are your children, your actual children, not like the state taking care of your kids. You're the parent. Remember, he doesn't want you to be paranoid. They've spent two years preaching the exact opposite. Yep. Here we are. That's yep. the result. Take care. Everyone.